Wax 104.5. For those who work in acres, not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning. This is Joe Welke. We're stepping in here just a couple minutes late. There's been a few little bumps in the road this morning. And it is cold outside. There are bitter wind chills out there. We do have some school closings that we will be getting you caught up on. And we're just going to run and do the best we can with what we've got to work with. Our stories today, we're going to talk about the spike in fertilizer prices. We're also going to be talking about new leadership that equity is going to be looking for. And we're going to talk about farmers finding different ways to expand their businesses without having to expand their size. And food inflation is a hot topic. And that is something that I think we all can get behind. And I have um, kind of a really cool interview for later this later today. I was able to talk to Alice in Dairyland. She is a local celebrity. Miss Julia Nunes from Chippewa County is um, promoting her giveaway cheese. The 500 boxes of cheese that they're going to give away before Valentine's Day. So we're going to run through some of the closings right now. Abbotsford is closed. Elma is delayed. Elma and Elma Center are delayed two hours. Augusta is closed for today. Bangor is closed. Cochrane Fountain City is delayed two hours. Colby is closed. Durand, Arkansas is opening late. First Evangelical Lutheran of La Crosse is closed Wednesday. Gilmanton is delayed two hours. Granton, Greenwood, Holman, Loyal, Nielsville, and Owen Withy are closed today. Pepin is opening two hours late. Phillips is doing a virtual learning Wednesday. Plum City is delayed two hours. Parentis, Rib Lake, and Russ County Transit are all closed Wednesday. Sparta's closed Wednesday. And Thorpe is doing a virtual learning Wednesday. And Westby is closed. Our list is going to get longer, I'm thinking, but we'll just do the best we can. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As I said before, there are bitter wind chills out there. Our temperatures around the area, Eau Claire is minus 15. Medford, is air temperature is minus 30. Rice Lake is negative 24. Wausau's negative 17. Green Bay is negative 11. Marshfield's negative 18. La Crosse is negative 12. Madison is negative 7. Milwaukee is negative 3. And the cold spot that I could find on the computer is Black River Falls at negative 33. And our weather today, they tell me that our high is supposed to get up to 15 with our low of 13. I'll, I'll wait to see that. I know I'm going to keep my coat on. And partly cloudy. Tomorrow we should have a little bit of a reprieve and get up to 24 with a low of negative 10. Friday, high of 11, low of negative 4. Saturday and Sunday, our high is supposed to be 23 with lows of 11 and 14. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers, their hardworking employees, and the surrounding community for making Marquardt Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. And as I said before, we're coming in to a little bit late, but we're going to jump right to the latest by Mark Mayfield. And it doesn't seem to want President to President Biden oh, says it's difficult to predict if or when Russia might attack Ukraine. But he again confirmed there will be enormous consequences if 100,000 soldiers currently at the border invade the country. He even said he's willing to sanction Russia's leader personally. The leader of France is stepping up to talk to President Vladimir Putin about the tensions between Russia and Ukraine. Ryan Shook has the details. 
French President Emmanuel Macron said Tuesday that he'll have a phone call with Putin on Friday. It comes after President Biden had a call with many European leaders Monday night about the escalating tensions between the two Eastern European nations. Russia has been amassing troops along the border with Ukraine for weeks, and U.S. officials have said they believe an invasion is imminent. I'm Brian Shook. And a search is underway at this hour off the coast of Florida for 39 people missing from a capsized boat. A man was rescued clinging to the side. He said he was with a group of migrants who left the Bahamas on Saturday. I'm Mark Mayfield. And up next, we're going to hear from Brad Matson in our ProVision Partners Minute. It's time for our ProVision Minute. And today I'm talking to Brad Matson, lead agronomist at ProVision Partners. Even though it's cold outside, we are still in the planning stages of getting our crops growing and starting that fertilizer trend for this next year. What are the yeah. first steps for planning that we need to start? Well, Joe, you know, plus we've been working a lot with soil tests, doing that. And with the fertilizer prices this way they are this year, how do we get the crop yields that we want when maximizing our fertilizer dollars? So planning process getting a little bit more complex this year because we're we're finding that if we can change the mixes more, those types of things, we can shave off the dollars without necessarily impacting yields at all versus just going a straight aboard cut, those types of things, which some of the areas of your farm, you're going to, you know, you're not going to see a decrease in yield from that. Other parts of the farm, you will see a decrease in that. So taking a little bit more time asking questions, how can I manage my crop better with your agronomist is going to really pay you dividends this year versus just a straight, easy approach. I ended up three to four different corn mixes on, on a lot of producers' farms this year, and, and a lot of our other agronomists are doing the same thing, maximizing that dollar that we spend out there to get the best dollar return that we possibly can. The other thing this year, that because of fertilizer prices, variable rating, coming up with a couple different formats of putting a base mix out and just hitting the very, really ultra-low spot and managing your fertility that way is a great way to manage your input costs and those types of things. So what you're telling me is that planning to put in the right seeds and there's so much more you've got to plan your fertility of planning your fertilizers that go on you even have to plan within a field oh yeah it's um you know it's there's no end to how detailed you want to go and then trying to manage efficiency of the of your operation along with the program that you're trying to to trying to implement and you're trying to find a balance in that way so like i said it gets pretty uh there's a lot of different ways that we can manage this that really what I would call non-traditional because uh, we try to make it simple. This year, doing a better job of planning is going to save you a lot of money in fertilizer costs and give you better than expected results on the end process. I'm thinking that the fertilizer suppliers are really going to be ready for this extra planning that they have to do. Yeah, it's it takes a lot more time on our end, but I think the rewards of our customer being successful is well worth the, the effort that we're putting into it. What we're seeing from the our customers, as a result of it, they seem to embrace the change and, and they're willing to go do a few things that are a little different. I think that's a win-win situation for everyone. The farmer is definitely in a bigger partnership with those fertilizer suppliers just because of the year and working together and getting that collaboration. I would bet it's going to be a worthwhile endeavor wondering if it will continue on throughout the years just because they had to do it this year. What do you think? Uh, you know, this isn't the first year we've had to do this, and as you start down this road, it becomes more of a more of a partnership, and and that's the way I really look at our stuff is, uh, with our customers is more of a partnership because that way we're both working together for the common cause, what's going to benef- benefit our producer and help him realize the goals that they're trying to do with their operation. That is the ultimate win-win situation. And I believe everybody wants the win-win for the farmer and win-winner for the suppliers, and it ends up being a win-win in the end. Absolutely, Joe. Thank. Thank you. That was Brad Matson, lead agronomist at ProVision and Partners, and I'm Jill Welke. Thank you, Brad, for that update. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
then up next, we have our markets. And following that, we're going to have some farm news. And we're going to have our longer interview today. And it's with Aaron. He talked to Bill Halfman about winter calories that feed and the feed that beef need to keep things going. Extremely appropriate for a day like today. So let's run into our markets, sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Choice fed beef steers are 129 to 142 and a half, with mixed at 115 to 128. Choice fed beef heifers are 130 to 143, with mixed at 104 to 129. Choice fed Holstein steers are 108 to 120 and a quarter, with selects at 79 and 107. Cows are 42 to 61, with a top of 62 to 70 and a half. Bulls are 54 to 95. Butcher hogs are 35 to 54. Sows are 40 to 47. Boars are 15 to 19. New crop market lambs are 115 to 1 to 227. Feeder lambs are 250 to 390. And for our livestock futures, for February, live cattle is 137, up three quarters. For April, it's 140, up a quarter. For June, it is 135, down just 15 cents. August is 134.95, down 30 cents, with the mix going up and down a little bit through the, through the months coming up. And our feeder cattle for January is 158.55, up 7 cents. March is 159.85, down one a dollar. April is 165, down a dollar. May is 169, down a dollar and a quarter. August is 178.87, down a dollar and a third. And that one is trending down. Our lean hogs on February, they're at 87.45. They are up one and a quarter. April, they are 97 and a quarter, up almost two. May, they're at a dollar 75, and they are up one. June, they're at 106, and they are up a little more than a half. And the lean market hogs are trending upwards. For our Chicago Board of Trade, our March corn is at 620 with no change from yesterday. Oats are at 640 down 12 cents. Soybeans are at 1408 down a dollar. Soybean meal is at 1392 392 $392 a ton up a half. Wheat is at 828 down 8. And for our dairy products, barrels are at 170 and a half down 7. 40 pound box are 176 down three and a half. And the biggest jump today is our class grade AA butter is at 270, down 14 and three quarters. And our class three milk is all trending downward. January is at 2028, down two cents. February is at 1991, down 54 cents. March, our biggest jump is down 74 cents to 2081. April's at 2098, down 45 cents. May is at 2090, down 20 cents. And I'm kind of sad to say that the dairy prices are trending downward. Up next, we're going to have some farm news. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're back. Let's look at some farm news. The spike in fertilizer prices continues to have a huge effect on the crop planting plans for farmers. Prices seem to be following the 10-year cycle of spikes and dips as in the past. Right now, we're experiencing the high side of the cycle. Retailers do not want to have large amounts of fertilizer that farmers have not prepaid or spoken for on hand. Retailers are planning to have just the amount of fertilizer on hand that farmers are going to use and buying smaller amounts as to not have to have so much invested in fertilizer that they have to store. More fertilizer retailers are using those these ideas in relation to providing fertilizer for farmers. Very low storage levels are causing price increases, but China's decisions on production and lack of exporting product is contributing to much of the price increases. China's fertilizer has been the cheapest in the past, 
but they are not willing to sell at those low prices anymore. China's in China's influence on fertilizer prices will cause import costs to be high for farmers this spring. Equity will be looking for new leadership. Executive Vice President and Chief, Oper- Chief Operation Officer Todd Fleming announces his retirement. He has worked for Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association for 34 years, starting in 1988. Todd has been responsible for operations as well as developing educational programs for employees and producers. Well wishes for a happy, healthy retirement. Farmers are finding ways to expand business without expanding size. On-farm processing of products produced on the farm has become one option for expansion. From bottling milk to making cheese, many farmers have been able to include more family members in the family operation without having to supplement with income from another source. One of the keys to success in marketing their product is to find a niche that customers are wanting. Up next, we're going to be talking to Aaron and uh, Bill Halfman about the calorie, winter calorie and feed consumption of beef after we get a few more chores done. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It is January. With January, we have our cold weather. Those cattle take on some extra calories just to keep everything going and everything warm for them. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Aaron had the opportunity to talk to Bill Halfman about the calories needed to keep those cattle going. Yeah, definitely, Jill. And I had the chance to talk with, as you say, Bill Halfman. He's the UW Extension Ag Agent in Monroe County. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, you know, on those cold days, I feel like I end up filling our bale feeders here at home way faster than I do on the warm days. But that's because those animals are burning so many calories, not to just maintain their weight and continue to grow a calf inside of them, but also to stay warm. We talked a little bit about that, some of the tips or supplements that you can use to continue to keep those animals going keep those animals warm and fulfill those extra calories that they're going to need in the cold Wisconsin winters? That's a good question. Um, and that's going to vary. And so if we look at the, if we look at that, um, and start looking at the different aspects that come into play there, um, cattle have a temperature range that, um, that they are most comfortable in. Um, we kind of call it the, uh, thermo neutral range. Um, but once we get, below that then that then they start to require extra energy because they're losing heat faster than what their body would normally produce it and depending on the their hair coat um and depending on their how clean their hair coat is in addition to how thick it is um whether they're out in the wind or whether they're sheltered from the wind all of those kinds of things can come into play to change the amount of extra calories um, that they would need in order to get enough energy in them to maintain their body weight. If they don't get enough energy into them, then they would start to lose weight. So kind of a general rule of thumb, some work is, a fair amount of work on this topic has been done in uh, at North Dakota State. And, you know, when we look at that, if we take our typical beef cow that's got a nice thick uh, winter coat and it's clean, uh, doesn't have manure, built up on it so that all the hairs are, are nice and fluffy and it can trap air to serve as an insulation. Uh, we might see that, uh, that that cow may be just fine down to, you know, even around 5 to 10 degrees. Um, but once we get below that, then their energy needs start to go up. And a lot of times with cattle, when possible, they will actually kind of automatically eat more um to try to get that energy intake in now if their their hay is poor enough quality or that that's not going to meet their needs then we would need to add some supplemental feed for them during that time to to help make up that difference in energy now when they're you know needing some more calories as you say and and 
we may have to supplement. What are some of those things that we can feed that I guess are going to give us the most bang for our buck in delivering good quality, you know, feed and good calorie amounts to those livestock to continue to the cattle to continue maintaining condition and keeping them warm? So typically, if we're looking at um, a hay that does have enough protein in it, um, that it is a good enough hay as far as protein, and you know this is a good opportunity to encourage people to test their feed so they know what they've got and uh, work with their nutritionists to put rations together to, to get the most uh, bang for their buck out of the feed resources they have. But if we're looking at just needing some extra energy to go with that, Typically, we might be looking at corn. That's probably going to be our most common one uh, from a cost standpoint. Sometimes, uh, depending on how price differentials are, and and if uh, maybe a little extra uh, protein is needed because uh, the hay that they are getting is is low enough, uh, or maybe they're getting corn stalks for roughage and we're supplementing that, then we might use something like distiller's grains where we're getting um, both uh, energy and protein to help meet those uh, cattle needs. Now, you know, obviously, corn prices aren't cheap and and feed inputs continue to go up. What are some other maybe alternatives, too? You mentioned corn stalks is maybe part of it, but what are some other alternatives that we can continue to, or byproducts that we can continue to feed these cattle to reduce our high feed costs but still give them some energy? So what I would encourage folks to do if they're looking at other things, I mean, we could look at maybe uh, some, some corn gluten feed or... If we've got some small grains like barley or oats or something like that that's grown at home on the farm, um, you know, those are also sources of energy. But we really try to encourage people to calculate their uh, their cost per per energy basis on these feeds to find out what's the best best buy because most of our energy type feeds and grains, uh, corn is sort of the benchmark price that that all the rest of them sort of calculate their price off of unless there's um, you know, uh, excess somewhere or shortage or something like that. But you can also find, sometimes we can find some food processing waste and things like that uh, in some parts of the country um, where they've got uh, sweet corn processing plants. You can get sweet corn silage and different things like that. And we've even seen situations where, um, you know, bakery waste or things like that, if if something like that is, is readily available close by that, that could be used, and you know, when we're looking at those things, it's always a good idea to work with work with a nutritionist to to include it in the correct amounts, so we don't unintentionally cause some uh, other problems, uh, some some metabolic disorders or some digestive upsets or things like that. Now, outside of the feed, I guess another thing that can come into play here is some of our management practices. So let's talk about some of those, you know, when it comes to bedding, windbreaks, those kind of things that can help reduce those number of calories that are expended in the winter. Yes, that's keeping the hair coat clean and dry and open so that it can trap air is very important. So bedding is important and there's been a lot of research done on that uh, and also research done with feedlot cattle looking at adequate bedding versus uh, inadequate bedding and uh, you can see some uh, Really big differences when those animals' hair coat is 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 not kept clean in the wintertime. There's been some work done uh, by um, again up in the high plains, and um, you know at the time that they did it, they were saying with feed prices the way they were and bedding prices the way they were, that by providing sufficient bedding for those animals actually helped increase the net returns by close to eighty dollars a head. Because if we think about that, not only if they're not clean, so their rate of gain is lower, and they're burning more energy to, to stay warm. Not only is their feed per pound of gain increase, but the number of days that they're on feed also increases because we have to feed them longer to get them to that same end point that, uh, that the market is looking for. You know, in addition to bedding, uh, providing windbreaks, as long as uh, we can keep the cattle dry and out of the wind, that, that can go a long way towards helping them reduce their, their uh needs to maintain themselves as far as our, our um, cows go and, and keeping our you know, feedlot cattle growing the best we can in the colder conditions. And the windbreaks don't have to be fancy. Uh, you know, it could be a, just a wall or it could be a wall that we make out of uh, round bales. And, you know, maybe we use the round bales for bedding once we get um, past the worst of the wintertime. So there are different ways we can do that that are, that are low-cost ways. Other things that are important... 
from a cost standpoint, making sure that we're using techniques um, both with storage and uh, with feeding that help reduce the amount of waste. So if we can have a bunk that the feed goes into or or some of the uh, the most of the beef cattle get get their hay in, in big bales, uh, big rounds or big squares, if we can look at some of the work that shows uh, some of those big bale feeders that have shown to have less uh, waste of feed by the cattle, all those things will make sure that you know, our cattle get what they need and uh, in a manner that they they utilize as much of it as possible um, to be as cost efficient as possible. Another thing to keep in mind is in, in our part of the world, the majority of our beef cows calve in the spring sometime, and as they move into that last trimester, um, the nutritional needs of that cow, even under normal weather conditions, increase because that calf starts to grow a lot, and we got to remember to make sure as we're going through that time period to make sure that the hay and any other supplements that we would provide them does meet those additional needs. And also make sure that the animals have access to water. That's one of those nutrients that sometimes it's it's very important for the animals, but sometimes it's easy for us to to forget about. Well, that's Bill Halfman, UW Extension Ag Agent in Monroe County, talking a little bit about what it takes to keep our animals warm and keep their calorie intakes correct through the Wisconsin winters. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. Thank you, Aaron, for that update keeping those cattle warm and today is a super day to take a lot of that into consideration brought to you by christensen sales auction schedules online at christiansensales.com when you've got to have an auction you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you and that means you want to talk to christensen sales in abbotsford call christensen sales in abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction They'll line it up for you, and don't forget, at Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, as for par for the course, I'm thinking Rocky can't hear me to know that he needs to be calling me. We're going to just run over to Morgan and hear what the news is. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with headlines in our state. No new updates, except we know they were shot, and that's really the only new information we have. About six people killed in a home on Milwaukee's north side over the weekend. Police yesterday didn't have any new answers about why the six were killed, when they were killed, or who pulled the trigger. The Emmy's office says four of the victims were in their 40s, one in their 30s, the last victim in his 20s. In other headlines near to us, the federal trial of three former Minneapolis police officers charged in in connection with the death of George Floyd is underway. In opening statements Monday, the prosecution asked jurors to hold these men accountable for choosing to do nothing and something Floyd's brother, Felonius, is hoping to see happen. This is something that we're fighting for around the world trying to make sure that we can change a lot of things. The then senior officer Derek Chauvin was convicted of murder last year. In other headlines, we take it to the ballots where taxes usually go in one direction and that's what voters will see as a ballot question this year. The city council last night began the conversation about a referendum question on the November ballot. No one's saying exactly how much the city is looking to give. But Eau Claire Finance Director Jay Winsett says Wisconsin's rules that stop local governments from just raising taxes have stopped Eau Claire from finding more money to spend. Councilmember Kay Beaton says there's no more fat to cut in the city budget. When it comes to a peek into public health, Wisconsin's coronavirus hospitalizations continue to fall. On a state level, you can see that snapshot at 715newsroom.com. Locally, students at UW-Eau Claire continuing to mask up as the university yesterday extended its mask requirement until the middle of March. The 18th is the exact date so far. School leaders say the spike in Omicron cases drove that decision on campus. When it comes to the political stage and a connection to Wisconsin, Vice President President Kamala Harris was wheels down in Milwaukee and pushed for lead pipe replacement. That was during her visit yesterday to our state. Lead service lines, it is estimated, are in at least 170,000 homes, schools, and businesses. Those are places where children and people work and live. And it is a particular issue, which is why this is also an environmental justice issue. 
in rural communities, in poor communities, and communities of color. Wisconsin is expected to receive more than $48 million in federal funding for lead pipe replacement in 2022. And NASA has eyes on the sky and a new discovery to share here on Earth, a black hole that's creating a star formation. Sounds like a movie from Lucas, right, Mark? Normally, black holes are known for tearing apart stars and consuming anything that comes too close. However, NASA's Hubble Space Telescope discovered a black hole that fosters rather than suppresses star formations. This phenomenon is happening in the dwarf galaxy Hennessy 210, which is about 30 million light years away. I'm Mark Mayfield. But from right here on Earth, where we're battling some really cold temperatures in real life every day, in the 715 Newsroom, I'm Morgan McCarthy. You're hanging out with Jill in the Midwest Farm Show, and then shortly after 6, Alex Edwards leads us through this Tuesday with the Wax Morning Show and that usual cast of unusuals that somehow I got roped into as well. Right here on Wax 104.5. Hey, we're in it with you. Life every day. Yeah. Well, thank you, Morgan. I think you're a good roper to be in that in that qualifying thing, um, I'm looking for. Um, up next is our weather. Do we have Mike Dandria online? Nope. I guess he can't hear us. So we're going to roll with the weather ourselves. As I said before, there are bitter wind chills out there, and everybody needs to be bundling up. It's a good day. We've got a lot of school closings. Good day to get out those board games and spend some quality family time. I know that's what I used to do when my kids were off. And uh, we just played those, you know, that Monopoly game. It takes a long time to get through, and we have always, I always enjoyed it with them. So today, bitter wind chills. And right now, Eau Claire temps is at 15 below. And we're going to go, we're going to run through what the other temps are around the area, too. Medford's at 30 below. Rice Lake's at 24 below. Wausau's at 17 below. Green Bay's at 11 below. Marshfield's at 18 below. La Crosse is at 12 below. Madison's at 7 degrees below zero. Milwaukee's at 3 below zero. Black River Falls, the cold spot that I found this morning, is at 33 degrees below zero on their air temperature. And bitter, bitter wind chills. If you do have to go out, just make sure you bundle up tight and hold on to hold on to your hat. You sure don't want to be losing that today. Get out those mittens and those boots and gloves and do not <laughs> do not spend a lot of time out there. Like I said, it's a good day for the board games to come out. Today, they tell me it's going to get up to 15 degrees. I'm not going to really hold my breath. I'm thinking we're going to be it's going to be a struggle to get like yesterday, get out of that cold and and uh, but we still have to take care of the cattle and we still have to take care of things that are regularly in our wheelhouse. Tomorrow we're going to see a little bit of a reprieve and getting up to 24, predicted to get up to 24 with 10 below on the low. Friday, our high is supposed to be 11 with 4 below on the low. And Saturday and Sunday, it's supposed to be looking a little bit better on up to 23 degrees on both days with lows of 11 and 14. And we're going to run through our school closings right now. So Abbotsford is closed. Elma and Elma Center are delayed two hours. Augusta, Bangor, Black River Falls are closed today. Cochrane Fountain City is delayed two hours. Colby is closed. Durand, Arkansas is opening late today. First Evangelical Lutheran of La Crosse is closed. Gilmanton is delayed two hours today. Granton, Greenwood, Holman, Loyal, Melrose, Mandoral, Nielsville, and Owen Withy are all closed today. Pepin is opening two hours late. Phillips is going to have virtual learning day. Plum City is delayed two hours today. Parentis and Rib Lake and Russ County Transit Commission are closed. Sparta is closed. Thorpe is having a virtual learning day due to the extreme cold. And Westby is closed today. And we're going to get to some more of our chores that we're doing. And we're go- we have that... Uh, interview with Alice in Dairyland 
and they're giving away 500 boxes of cheese. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Tonight, I've got a little bit more farm news for you. Food inflation is a hot topic. Overall, food prices are up an average of 6% from last year. Typical year-to-year food inflation is up one per- is normally 1%. Foods that are dependent on packaging have increased in prices the most from last year. Buying vegetables in bulk, washing and chopping them yourself will cost less than buying packaged pa- vegetables. Proteins have taken the biggest jump from last year, 15 to 25 percent. Pork has is is been the bargain in this category. Chicken wings are up, but chicken wings are up 14 to 26 percent from last year. And cheese, cheese is the best bargain. Prices for cheddar cheese has gone down 7%. All the more reason to double dip. And now we're going to hear from Alice in Dairyland with a project that she has going for this spring. We have a special treat today. I'm talking to Julia Nunes. She's a local celebrity from Chippewa County. She is our current Alice in Dairyland. And she has a special project that's coming up very shortly we're approaching valentine's day it's the season of love and how do you plan to show others that you care about them we're having me on with you this morning i am so excited to share the project i've been working on with the dairy farmers of wisconsin their cheese is my love language campaign so this year as you mentioned approaching valentine's day they are sending out 500 boxes of cheese to people who nominate someone in their life who they think should receive some Wisconsin cheese. So this is the Cheese is My Love Language promotion and the 500 heart-shaped boxes. And in the boxes is three Wisconsin cheeses and a heart-shaped wooden cutting board. This is a great opportunity to share your love with someone and share our love here in Wisconsin for our award-winning cheeses. Are you a cheese lover? That's a loaded question, isn't it? (laughs) I am a cheese lover. I can't get enough of it. And I just love this campaign because we do cheese best here in Wisconsin. We win more cheese awards than any other state or country. And this opportunity to send someone a box of cheese is a great way to share some of Wisconsin's award-winning cheeses. And it's it's a perfect opportunity to maybe send it to someone out of state just to tell someone, hey, I was thinking about you. I nominated you for one of the boxes of cheese from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And you can nominate anyone you want. There's no purchase necessary, so it's completely free. And you can learn more about how to nominate someone at the website, wisconsincheese.com slash love language. And the one thing I love to tell people is that there is a grand prize. I would say winning one of the boxes is kind of like winning the lottery. There's only 500 of them, so if you have someone in mind, make sure to get their nomination out there. But also, one person will open their box and discover a crystal cheese wedge. And the person who wins the crystal cheese wedge gets an all-expenses-paid trip to Wisconsin for themselves and three friends. And when they come here, hopefully they'll come during the summer, but they'll be able to see how we do cheese so well here in Wisconsin, have an opportunity to meet some cheesemakers, and of course, taste some of our amazing cheeses so this is a really great opportunity to make cheese your love language and nominate someone to receive one of the 500 boxes from the dairy farmers of wisconsin and how would they go about doing that again yes go online at wisconsincheese.com slash love language there's so many opportunities when it comes to wisconsin cheese but this is a great opportunity to share the love of our cheese with people in your life and maybe around the country even again the website is wisconsincheese.com slash love language. And our deadline for getting that cheese order in is coming up. Yes, get your nominations in before January 27th, which is this Thursday. So go online. Again, I'll say it one more time, wisconsincheese.com slash love language. It's a pretty easy to fill out. It's just a form. Answer a couple of easy questions, and hopefully you will be one of the winners of one of the heart-shaped boxes of cheese. I think I'm going to go out and adventure and get that job done. I think that's a great idea. I think anyone can can register. And again, like I said, it's free. Who wouldn't want to register? Right. You've got something else that's coming up. There's a deadline for entry 
Yes, so right now I am also recruiting for the 75th Alice in Dairyland. Applications are available and due February 4th, and that is next Friday. So if you know someone who you think would be a great Alice in Dairyland, or you yourself are interested in the position, you can learn more about what the steps are to become the 75th Alice in Dairyland at my website, aliceindairyland.com, or go on to social media like Facebook and search for Alice in Dairyland. You'll be able to see all my posts about what the application entails and and see if you would maybe love to be Alice in Dairyland. It's really been an opportunity of a lifetime, and I encourage all those who are interested or maybe have thought about the Alice in Dairyland position to really check it out. Again, 75th Alice in Dairyland applications are due February 4th, and I think that anyone who's passionate about agriculture has a little bit of experience and you need to be at least 21 years old and a female, if you're interested and qualify, I think you should submit an application. And you have a lot of experience being Alice because you were, well, I don't know if they'd say, I think you'd be lucky enough to be Alice in Dairyland for two years because of the way the world was working. But you really have the true experience of being Alice in Dairyland through many different phases. <laughs> yes, I've been Alice for almost a year and a half, almost two years since July of 2020, and it's an amazing experience. It's been hard, but it's also been a lot of fun, and I would truly recommend it for anyone who is passionate about agriculture. Not only do you get to learn a lot through industry tours and meeting farmers, but you also get to have a lot of fun traveling the state, attending events, and I've absolutely loved it. But uh, my time is coming to an end. All good things must come to an end. And we are recruiting for the 75th Alice in Dairyland. And that Alice will be selected May 19th to the 21st at the Monona Terrace in Madison. We are kicking off this historic year in Madison, right in Dane County. So if you're interested in learning more about the Alice in Dairyland position or learning more about how you can attend the Alice in Dairyland finals, again, you can learn more at aliceindairyland.com. And search around on there. You'll be able to find all the information you need. And if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email. You can learn more again on my website or message me on social media. That's a great way to kind of get a hold of me and ask any questions you might have. But don't forget to get your 75th Alice in Dairyland applications in by February 4th. Looking for those cheese boxes, promoting that Alice in Dairyland contest. Thank you so much for taking the time out to visit with us today. Julia Nunes from Chippewa County. She is our 74th Alice in Dairyland. And I'm Jill Welke. And that was a really cool interview for me to do because, you know, she is a local celebrity just being from Chippewa County. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Happy New Year to you and yours from the gang at Chippewa Valley Bean. Let's make 2022 a great year with a crop of dark red kidney beans. Kidney beans, you know, are a high-value crop with a great return on investment and a great addition to any rotation. Chippewa Valley Bean would like to work with you in 2022 to bring value to your operation with a crop of dark red kidney beans. If you want to talk about what Chippewa Valley Bean can do for you, give Ben, their agronomist, a call at 715-556-1930 or find them on the web at cvbean.com. That's cvbean.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And up next, we're going to hear from Jim Lindsay from Equity El Tuna. Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar to a dollar twenty-five. We did top at a dollar dollar twenty-eight fifty. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar to a dollar twenty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, dollar twelve to a dollar twenty. We did top at a dollar twenty-five fifty. Choice Holstein steers, dollar to a dollar eleven. Select under finished. Heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, 99 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 62 to 72 with a top of 78. 60% of the cows sold from 48 to 61. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 47 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to 90. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 79 and down. Cull bulls sold from 65 to 85 at the top of 90. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $160 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to $205 per head. Prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on January 21st. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar ninety-seven. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty-three. Three to six hundred pound 
beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar fifty-three. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar to a dollar forty-two. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty to a dollar twenty-five. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, seventy-five to a dollar. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is February 4th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to our upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting for Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim Lindsay. Up next, we've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford. Jerry, is it warm enough for you down there? Good morning to you, Jill. Well, we got to be uh, got to clarify what's warm. It's very nice in the house here, but outdoors it's uh, minus seventeen. The last time I looked a few minutes ago, so yeah, it's cold. So wise uh, is uh, be careful today. And I uh, when I uh, hear all these temperatures that you went through with, I always kind of wonder what these people think about all this <laughs> well i'm thinking bob is not sad that he's not up here right now <laughs> well i know but you know you hear all the day stuff about global warming well uh we're in wisconsin we're in reality here so i guess we deal with it you know so yep and i'm just looking forward you know we are one day closer to spring oh yeah that is definitely true so well anyway better get going here it's 10 to 6 already uh, jill thank you and Good morning, everyone. This is a summary from yesterday, uh, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the uh, yesterday, the market auction on the cows. Uh, first of all, organic market cows. Let's do those first. We sell organic market cows every Tuesday. Uh, good quality, higher yielding organic cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 90 to 108. And lower yielding organic cows from 70 to 85. Now on the uh, conventional market cows, it was four days a week. Higher yielding Holstein cows are selling from 60 up to 72 and a half on yesterday's sale. Uh, most of the cows this week so far are selling from 43 to 59 thinner cows, white carcass cows below 42. Uh, bull market, uh, conventional bulls uh, this week so far mostly from 70 to 83, lighter bulls below 70. And we saw most of our uh, fed cattle on Wednesday, so we'll have an update on those prices on tomorrow morning's report. Calf market this week has been very strong on the uh, mostly from uh, 100 to 200, topping a 210 on Monday sale. Calves, however, very limited demand, 20 and below. Calves also very strong, 150 to 300. We've topped at 345 also on Monday sale. We are at Wednesday, full marketing day here at Stratford today. We start at 10 o'clock or be a little later today because of the weather. But anyway, we do sell market cattle today and as i mentioned i sell a lot of fat cattle on wednesday sheep hog and goats baby calves sale today will probably be around 12 12 30 and uh by that feeder sale today we do have some heifers consigned they're going to weigh about 500 pounds also do have a nice lineup of holstein steers today along with the beef cattle so again Folks, if you're shipping cattle today, use common sense. And I know after uh, later on this afternoon, we're supposed to push above zero. So, but again, another note: uh, demand on the calves, like I said, but they got to be good, strong calves. So, if you got these young, weaker calves, don't bring them because there's demand for those. And it seems like the markets are pretty good this week, uh, despite the cold weather. So, Jill, you stay warm today, and uh, all you folks out there also, and. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow morning. Now, you said Black River Falls had 30 below. Now, is that air temperature or the wind chill? That was the air temperature that I read off the computer this morning was 33 below. (laughs) Well, uh, I guess they probably get the prize, I guess, if there is such a thing. (laughs) I don't think I want that prize. What, what, uh, just for... uh, uh, matter of record, what is the record low for today? I, I should uh, research that out before I called you. Yep, you need to research that because I don't have time to find that now. So, all right, well, later. we better get to the, get to back to work. Jill, thank you this morning, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Yes, have a great day. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford. And like you said, we're running a little behind here, and it is six minutes to six, so we're going to jump right into our country elevator prices. Golden Plump and Arcadia is at five fifty nine for corn. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek are all at five fifty seven for their corn. 
Baldwin, Durand, and Elmwood are at 13.45 for their soybeans. Mondovi's at 13.35 for soybeans. Excuse me, Baldwin, Durand, and Elmwood are at 13.45 for their soybeans. Fall Creek's at 13.25 for soybeans. Osseo's at 5.67 for corn, 13.35 for soybeans. Stevens Point's at 13.29 for soybeans. Elk Bound is 5.65 and 13.40. Sparta's at 5.72 and 13.33. Ellsworth is at 5.45 and 13.25. Doomers and Buck Country's at 5.63 and 13.31. Wheaton... Chippewa Falls location is at 567 for corn, 1338 for soybeans. Connorsville's at 567 for corn and 1335 for soybeans. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville's at 598, Stanley's at 585, and New Richmond is at 580. And our futures, our Board of Trade corn prices in March is at 620 with no change from yesterday. Oats are at 640, down 12. Soybeans are at 1408, down one, and wheat is at 828, down eight. And running to our dairy products, all those prices are trending downwards. Barrels are at 170, down seven. 40 pound blocks are 176, down three and a half. And our grade AA butter took the biggest hit, and that's at 270, down 14 and three quarters. And our class three milk for January is 2028, down two cents. February 1991, down 54 cents. And March 2081, down 74%. And then we're going to take one last look at our weather, and then we're going to run through our closings. So they tell me we are suffering from bitter wind chills, and the te- air temperature in Eau Claire is 15 below, with the wind chill is way lower. Our coldest spot in the state that I found is Black River Falls at 33 below air temperature. And the wind chills are are just really rough today. And the weather that I looked up this morning, predicting that we're supposed to get up to 15 today with a low of 13 and partly cloudy. Tomorrow we should be up to 24 and a low of negative 10. Friday we're going to drop back down with only a high of 11 and a low of negative four, and Saturday, Sunday, we're supposed to be getting in, getting back into the 20s. And your Skyward 13 weather is brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors has the area's largest pre-owned industry inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at lot or marquardtmotors.com. We're going to do one more run-through of our closings. Abbotsford is closed. Elma, Elma Center are delayed to... Two hours today, Augusta, Bangor, Black River Falls, Blair Taylor, and the Boys and Girls Club of Black River Falls are closed. Cochrane Fountain City is delayed two hours. Colby is closed. Durand, Arkansas is opening late today. First Evangelical Lutheran of La Crosse is closed. Greenwood, Granton, Holman, Loyal, Melrose Mandoro, Nielsville, Owen Withy are all closed today. Pepin is opening late today. Phillips is enjoying a virtual learning Wednesday. Plum City is delayed two hours. Prentice, Rib Lake, and Rusk County Transit and Sparta are all closed today. Thorpe is going to have a virtual learning Wednesday. And Westby is closed. Stay bundled up and take care of those animals. And that's what I've got for you today. Take care of each other and take care of yourself.